Hello there and welcome to the Access Louisville podcast, a show where we bring you the latest news and sharp opinions on the everyday happenings in this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. I'm David Mann, one of your hosts. With me today is Marty Finley. How's it going? And Brooke Timmons. Hello. So we are a very new show. We just started. Um, This week we're going to talk about Topgolf, we're going to talk about Carvana, and just the overall state of development in Louisville. But before we go there, because we're new, we're going to play a little game called Get to Know Your Host. So I've got my two co-hosts here. I'm going to ask them three questions, and hopefully one of them will be kind enough to throw this question back at me. The three questions are, where are you from? How long have you lived in Louisville? And what's the number one thing you want to see in Louisville? Brooke, I'm going to go to you first. All right. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Brooke Timmons, and I have, um, I'm have i from Louisville. Um, I've lived here my whole life, um, aside from a brief stint in Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, where I went to, to college at Western Kentucky University. Go Hilltoppers. Shout <laughs> out there. Um, so um, as a lifelong resident, um, I think that I can bring a lot to this podcast today as things that we talk about. Um, and uh, starting with uh, the last question that David had. That's that's the fun one. The fun one, yes, yeah. the fun question. Um, what's the number one thing that I want to see um, come to Louisville? And uh, I think it would be um, a market kind of like Chelsea Market. Um, yeah. Or... Um, well, I think I think they were kind of on the the beginning stages of that with the Logan, Logan Street, Street Market, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I think that something like that, like uh, Atlanta, has the Ponce City Market, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of is an entertainment venue as well as food vendors, food hall, um, retailers. Um, so. That doesn't sound like too big of a dream. That sounds like something we could accomplish. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's something that we could definitely do. I mean, around based here. on the early estimations for Logan Street, it sounds very similar to at least on a smaller scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Marty, I'm going to throw those same three questions to you. Where are you from? How long have you been here in the Louisville area? And what's the number one thing you want to I'm see? I'm glad you pivoted the second question. Um, the first question, I actually grew up in eastern Kentucky, kind of right there in the foothills of the Appalachia, a little town called Manchester. I've been kind of working my way in this area my whole, for the last 13 years. So I ended up in the Louisville area about five years ago. I commuted for a little while because I was in uh, Elizabethtown for about eight months after I moved here, and then now I'm living in Jeffersonville, so I'm actually in Indiana. Can't vote here, but I spend most of my time here, so it's really weird. But, um, but yeah, so as for your third question, something I've been covering a lot um, in the last few years is I I think Louisville has the potential to be a pro sports market. I know we're hearing a lot with the NBA. We've heard some with Major League Soccer. I don't know which one of those could come first, but mm-hmm. I think there's enough uh, sports um, – crazies here that we could do something whether it's nba mls will be a little bit easier from a financial perspective because the buy-in's about 250 million compared to 1.5 or whatever it is for for the nba and it's even 1. more 1.5 billion yeah with a b wow so that it's a, a big time buy-in um but you know that's something i think you know hopefully in the next 10 years or so maybe we can see happen yeah um you stole mine i was gonna say an nba team i'd love to see nba here but uh, since you stole mine, I'm going to um, kind of uh, th- – this is a very low expectation, but I don't know why it doesn't exist in Louisville already. Um, I would love for there to be, like, a flagship KFC where, like – not just, like, another KFC, but, like, um, 
you know, the potatoes are actually mashed there and like the, uh, the it's chicken all fresh. Is, yeah, the chicken is fresh like that day. And it's just like it's it would not be a very efficient restaurant, I'm sure, but it would be a good marketing piece for Yum because, you know, when people are in Kentucky visiting, you know, I'm seeing this in the Central Tourist District. Um, you know, maybe they would like to go to the KFC, the way people go to the Budweiser in uh in uh, St. Louis, so that's what got that. me thinking about I'm that. Into that. I would yeah, do it. I mean, uh, and you know, I, maybe there's some kind of museum attached to it or something. That is a very low expectation. I've got higher reach, higher ideals for the city. I just don't know why that doesn't exist. Well, I actually grew up near the first uh, KFC in right. Corbin, which they have a museum attached to it. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So you see people coming in there from Asia and all other kinds of countries yeah. to tour it, just because Harlan Sanders. Uh, it's like history. this famous brand that yeah. we own here in Kentucky. So I could see it, you know, like on Fourth Street Live or whatever. So oh yeah, definitely capitalizing on that brand name that is definitely a worldwide name. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, sorry, listeners, I keep uh, hitting this uh, thing on my chair, and it's probably making a lot of terrible noises, but. Um, so that's uh, the reason I threw that question out there is because we're going to kind of talk about development a little bit today. Uh, it seems like uh, Marty's our um, commercial real estate devel- uh, development reporter, and it seems like every time we write about commercial real estate developments, you know, we kind of have this like joke of how long is it going to take for somebody to sue about that. Um, so, uh, so I wanted to switch gears and talk about development. Uh, we've had a couple of interesting real estate projects get some attention this week. Uh, or in the last few weeks, actually. Uh, the first was Carvana, which is looking to open one of its big car vending machines um, in the Plainview area at a former Benihana's restaurant site. Uh, if you haven't seen, though, they're, they're pretty, you know, odd-looking buildings. They're seven stories tall, and they got cars in them like a vending machine. Um, it's pretty neat if you go to YouTube or whatever and check that out. Um, they got videos that show how they work and that sort of thing. So I was... I was thinking, you know, here's this big project, and sure, it's not as flashy as something like Topgolf, but it does seem like the kind of thing that's going to, like, eventually make somebody mad when it gets to that stage of public hearing. Um, The other story we saw was Topgolf. Uh, That proposal for the the driving range is going to be out at uh, um, Oxmoor Center. Um, That has been the subject of a legal fight for, for... how long, Marty? About six months. You know, there was a. <clears throat> it was proposed back in January of 2018. Yeah. But the actual lawsuits didn't come till November when the planning commission approved the first plans. Then Metro Council followed suit, approving the rezoning. They got sued, and then everything's been consolidated. For, yeah. For expedition's mm-hmm. sake, but um, so now we heard the oral arguments last Thursday. Um, so we heard the arguments. The big argument now that the the uh, the uh, neighbors, it's three three couples that live near Oxmoor Center is basically saying these uh, LLCs, you have to always put an LLC on there if you file as an applicant. They're arguing, hey, they weren't registered with the Secretary of State. They technically don't exist, and they don't have a certificate to do business in Kentucky, so let's just roll that null and void, and let's make Topgolf start all over again. Yeah, it's a very technical lawsuit. I mean, I think it's it's nitpicky at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, think well, they, I think we're beyond Their the attorney has admitted it. It's, like, it's a technicality, but it's an important technicality. It's, but uh, but isn't an important technicality? To their, to their argument, it is from a, like from a legal standpoint. Mm-hmm. Well, following he the state thinks law. it is. I don't know if it'll end up being an important technicality or not. I guess at this point, it's in the hands of uh, uh, yeah, Judge Bailey and Bailey Smith. Um, she hasn't said when she'll roll. She'll she'll issue an opinion at some point. And that is for her to decide whether yep. or not this is a 
uh, important technicality. That's true. Um, but when I wrote, I wrote the story about Carvana, and uh, as soon as I saw a picture of this seven-story glass building with a bunch of cars stacked up, I'm like, well, that looks different. Somebody's going to sue. And there's already been jokes. Like, people have been making jokes yeah. on your Twitter. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I was tw- well, tweeting the Top Golf hearing, and someone said, can we just approve this so we can start fighting about Carvana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so people are already joking about a lawsuit. It hadn't gotten to that point yet. We yeah, haven't, it's just early stages. Yeah, it's early filing. There hasn't been any hearings on it yet, so we, 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 uh, um, we don't see that happening. But do you think, guys, the, that the EastEnders are going to let Carvana – just go up without a fight, or do you think there's going to be a fight? I don't. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think that I don't think it's fair to say EastEnders because I think that there's challenging things all over our city. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, as an EastEnder, I'm also like I, I live sort of on the east, not the not the East End, but I live eastward. Uh, so I, I do not mean that in any derogatory way uh, to say EastEnders. But if I, I'm not a fortune teller, and I don't have a crystal ball, but I see litigation coming. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Well, we've seen a couple cases. The three big cases we've seen of hot issues in the last couple of years was, of course, Top Golf because it's going to be about 175 feet tall. Mm-hmm. As I understand it, Carvana would be about 70 feet tall. Mm-hmm. It's that's about 100 100 feet yeah. shorter, but still pretty tall. And it's different. It's got lots on it, so that's probably going to be an issue. Um, but like a more a more I think uh, a better apples to apples comparison would be the the condo or the high rise development that was proposed where Taffel Motors is now. Mm-hmm. They were going to come in and put some uh, condos and apartments and some retail on the mm-hmm. on the floor. Mm-hmm. There was going to be eight stories. There was immediate pushback against this eight story, mm-hmm. and which I thought was a little different because we up. see quite a bit of high rise mid rise. It's more of a mid rise yeah. um, condo and apartment developments, uh, not necessarily on Shelbyville Road, but the it got so much pushback that the developers actually just pulled out of the project and moved on. Uh, pretty quickly after that arose. So that's going to be more on par because it's eight stories, Carvana's seven stories. So possibly, mm-hmm. you know. I think because it looks so much, it's so out there with its I design, think so too. I, I think, think there's going to be there some, design. I think there'll be some pushback. You know, it's it's in plain view there next to the Kroger. And, you know, there's not a building that looks like that. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, anywhere in town, but mm-hmm. out that way. Um, there's some office buildings and stuff, but uh, nothing, um, n- nothing to that. From what I've heard talking to those who live in the East End who fought these is they like hot to be downtown. They don't like it in the East End. Go put all that stuff downtown. Yeah, yeah. And uh, another case that, you know, that has gotten some attention for its height that you've covered uh, is the uh, the Grinstead development Yeah, there. One Park. One Park. Which that was also from, a height issue. I think went from 34 stories down to about 18 now. Well, what's yeah. our fear? What's our fear in our city of height, of buildings? Um, it's what case is by it? case. I mean, in the case of Topgolf, it's like, hey, it's this massive thing that's going to be shining it out on our on our houses with one park it's more that cherokee parks there cave hill cemeteries there these all these things we want to preserve the scenic view of them and yeah. we don't want this gigantic building like yeah shadowing them i'm with brooke I, you know when i see these developments i look at the plans and I, i'm not going to go through each one but I usually think, well, that sounds cool. Let's do that. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, hey, let's try it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to live in a, a you know, a, a big city and a growing city, and these things uh, look good to me. Um, you know, are we too quick to protest development in Louisville? Is that something you guys have thought about? Um, it's definitely something I've thought about. Um, I think that we uh, we are very um, fearful of change in our city, um, and that. 
we need to maybe take some more risks and chances um, with some of these developments and kind of see where where things go when we we try them out. Um, I think that it's worked out for some of our peer cities Mm -hmm. and that we need to kind of maybe jump on board and and start doing some of these things. Yeah, that's what I I mean. You see the progress that's taking place in cities like Nashville, and I know everybody hates to compare Louisville to Nashville because they're not even on the same um, playing field anymore. But, you know, they didn't get there by saying uh, no to everything. You know, they had Yeah, to. and even a city which is probably more on par with us right now is Austin. I mean, they're mm-hmm. yeah. they're being taking risks as well. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. talk about Columbus, Ohio, too. Yep. So yeah. It's that kind place, of a quiet one that's growing. It, it is I know. Quiet, Every it's time quiet, I go through it's, there, it's gaining. I'm so surprised at how big it's gotten. I mean, it's just a big city now. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, and I, I don't want to sound like Mayor Fisher or something. He's kind of made that point that the city's got to say yes. But, um, you, know, you know, I do kind of hope to see uh, some of these, uh, some growth take place because that's, uh, yeah, I always think it's when, interesting. I think back when John Kerry ran for president, he talked, him and John Edwards talked about the two Americas. So I think there's two Louisville's. There's the more of a traditional older segment. You know, not all of them. I don't want to put anybody into a basket, but it seems to be a little bit of an older segment that might be a little bit happier with the way things are. So I've heard, even heard some people say, I wish we don't have some of the things that we already did. They, don't, they didn't really want the Omni and some of these other things. Mm-hmm. And then you've got typically that's among the millennials and that, that group that really wants to see Louisville be a little bolder. So I don't know how you kind of shore up that gap since it seems to be age-driven to some extent. But um I'm seeing that there's really two kind of schools of thought in yeah. the city, and they don't—they're not really anywhere close to connecting. At this and point. unfortunately, I think the school that um, that doesn't want to see growth, boy, they got some lawyers. Because they more, they typically are older, they more established, they have more money. I mean, right? So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it seems like that's. Uh, and I don't want to put everybody in. The yeah, same. that's why I said. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I, don't I, I think there's people in all saw, the camps. Yeah. At the one at the one bar thing, we saw guys get up that they would lived here for 50 years, and they said, "I want to see this happen." We've seen young people say, "I don't think this is good for Cherokee Park." So yeah, yeah. there's always outliers with everything. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. All right. So, do you think this is an East End problem, or is it an all over Louisville? Problem? It's not. I mean, you're seeing it more the East End now, but you know, what with the West End Walmart, that was a West End issue. You've seen yeah. some other projects. I mean. I don't really think one park is the east end. I mean, that's Cherokee Triangle area. Right. I think a lot of times it happens in the east end because that's where we have more land for development. Yeah. 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 That's that yeah. That's where a lot of people, you know, because there's so much density, especially with the Shelby Road corridor. There's so many businesses. There's so many cars. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of developers want to be because they know they're going to get business. Mm-hmm. But because some of these things are a little bit different from what you're typically seeing at Shelbyville Road, it scares some people. Mm-hmm. Top Golf, Carvana potentially. So we'll see. Yeah, and Carvana is definitely not as uh, fun and consumer-facing as Topgolf would. No one's going to go hang out at Carvana, but it's no. still, you know, just an interesting but thing. But buying my car from a vending machine, that's a great It story. looks really you cool. Know what? It looks that. cool. It I don't know if cool. I would ever. Would you guys buy a car from Carvana, have it shipped to a vending machine, and then put a big fake quarter in it and go pick up your car that way? I can't say I wouldn't. I don't know. I, Who knows? Maybe. I'm going to make I'm a great a opening line at a party. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you buy your car? <laughs> I'm a convenience person. I guess yeah. I would just have them deliver it. But, uh, but yeah, may, I don't know. Maybe for the experience. It, it's it's a cool-looking vending machine. If you, like I said, go online, go to YouTube or whatever, and uh, check out a video of it. It's, uh, it's interesting to see. Um, so 
I think that's all we have this week, unless uh, unless either of you guys uh, want to add more on um, those development projects. I think uh, I've spoken my piece. I don't yeah. know about you all. I want to stop before I get myself in trouble. Same here, yes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, we're a new show. We're still finding our footing. Um, we appreciate you checking us out and listening to us. Uh, the plan is to record on a weekly basis and then have our episodes post by Friday morning. But uh, we're still figuring out the technical side of that. And, uh, you know, that, that schedule might change. Uh, if you have a topic or, uh, you know, su- suggestions, something you want to hear us talk about or you think Business First should be covering, uh, we're glad to have that. You can get in touch with me at dman at bizjournals.com. If you're listening to this, I bet you know how to spell bizjournals, but uh, it is B-I-Z-J-O-U-R-N-A-L-S.com. Uh, anyway, uh, Marty, Brooke, I really appreciate you guys coming on for this first show. Uh, we're going to have Marty and Brooke back. We're going to have a rotating panel kind of come in and talk about it, just kind of what it, whatever it relates to. Uh, so I appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, I look forward to hearing from our listeners on future topics, and I hope you guys look forward to hearing from us. Until then, bye.